Uh, do you have some old books that you'd like to give Norfolk's mobile library service? The Liberal Democrats are putting forward it, this as an idea. Uh, to help a service that they say has suffered from severe cuts. Now, you might think it's a nice idea. Or maybe you're thinking, I pay my council tax for this. It's not a charity and the council should be supplying the books. Well, councillor Stefan Aquarone from the Liberal Democrats is here to tell us more. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. And good morning, Andy, one of my constituents in Bristol. <laughs> OK. <laughs> what is there not to like about this idea? People come out and they give their books. It kind of enhances this community appreciation of the libraries. There's nothing not to like about it. Well, that's exactly why we're doing it. Um, this all started, bear in mind, last year. When you get elected to the county council, um, it's a four-year term. And although you only vote for one year's worth of budgets at a time, on year one, when you're busy blearily wiping your eyes and working out where the loos are, they tell you roughly what's going to happen for the full four years. And that's where we spotted a cut in this year that we're about to vote on. So this is the budget for 2018, sorry, 2019-2020. And we saw a cut of what amounts to 40% of the mobile library budget. Now, at that point, I'd never been on a mobile library bus myself. And um, I went out on a mobile library bus a few months ago and it was an extraordinary experience. Nothing like what I thought. I thought it was all about books. Of course, it is a lot about books, but actually it's about loneliness and community. And that's what we're really trying to bring out into the discussion today by asking people to support our campaign to save the mobile libraries. And part of the way they can do that is to bring us some books to show how much support there is out there for them. It's got an interesting idea. Do, do you think the public, is it fair to ask the public to fund this by donating books? Because there are some people who are saying, look, this should be paid for by... Uh, council tax money. Yeah, I think it's a symbolic ask. We're asking writers in Norfolk who we've been in touch with over the last few months as part of our campaign to send us pictures of themselves holding their own books in their communities. And um, no, I don't expect that the public and writers should be funding the county council's photography budget either. The whole point is it's part of a campaign. And so if you really believe that the mobile libraries should be supported, sending us your books is kind of a vote of confidence in the service. How many people use the mobile libraries? Seven and a half thousand last year. And that's despite the fact that sometimes they can be quite hard to access. They've been suffering from low investment for the last few years. A lot of the staff haven't been told what's going on. And that really worries us because it, it feels a lot like it's going to wither um, uh, and then the cuts will come and everyone will say, oh, look, there's hardly anyone using it. Whereas we need routine timetables. We need reliable, regular drivers. We need bus stops that show where the mobile library stop is going to be. And it needs to be widely advertised to everyone, not just the people who've used it for the last 15 years and who there are, there are many, uh, but to people like me. I've got a tiny child, went on it for the first time of the day. Fantastic fun. Lots of kids books. I had no idea. Yeah. Is this one of these areas where you look at it and you think, actually, this could do rather well as a community project? It's, it's got the feeling of it that it's the kind of thing that could probably move quite well between the county council and uh, a group of willing volunteers that might take this on, maintain this service, and people then might be more uh, inclined to donate books and others to DVDs and, and alike. I think there's a lot to be said for making the mobile library service a community asset. To me, that means protecting it and carrying on funding it and then adding other things, extras like coffee mornings or volunteer uh, sessions when you've got the momentum. I think the problem is that in my villages, and I know you, you live uh, far away from my patch, but it's in a similar sort of part yeah. of North Norfolk, 
um, the people who've got the means and the time and the ability and the interest to run the village hall committee, the gardening society, the WI, they're pretty busy. So we've kind of tapped out on the big society vision. (laughs) I don't think there's many hours left for people to run this service. And that's back to your taxpayer point. This is one of the few things that many of my constituents ever see in Melton Constable Division that carries the county council logo. So to take it away is to take away the last thing that you can actually walk into in rural Norfolk and in the towns, but in rural Norfolk especially, that people are paying all this money for. It's an interesting point. It connects people back to the county council again. No, I, I get that. And also, I think you're absolutely right. You never meet anybody who's on one committee. They're, they're always on multiple committees. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good point. And, and thank God for them. Um, OK, in terms of other community assets, so I'm just trying to think about, you know, our, our part of the county, North Norfolk, there is there's some wonderful cafes, restaurants, church groups, village halls. Is there uh, any scope to, to to look at the, the the library and to make it part mobile, part static and trying to pull in more players and to say, look, this is a great idea to donate books. Um, if we can try and find a way of actually making a movement where people are uh, spending time together, reading books, coffee mornings, coming together, book discussions. And it's almost like it's like a massive swap shop. I mean, that would be a fantastic aspiration. I think I already see it, actually, Nick, in some of my villages that don't benefit from the mobile library stop. They have phone boxes they've converted into swap yeah. shops for libraries. Um, behind the books is the defibrillator, if you ever need that. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> shocking crime thriller, might cause it. But look, I think to, to have a, a, a movement, um, you have to have infrastructure. Mm. And to, to innovate and to come up with new ideas and to involve more people that's all brilliant but it can't work as a substitute for the fundamental infrastructure and bear in mind that some of the people who use the mobile library service need it to be within feet of their door they can't go out and walk down the road to the village store because they could get a bus if they could do that it's it's people who really need the reliability the scheduled timetables and the proximity of the service to be able to access books at all and we're talking about a fundamental part of our social fabric here but books are the things that have connected us over time for more than generations and to take away people's access to books I think is to take away one of the fundamental paths that they can access society through so quintessentially English I love that though. You, have to go, you have to go for the defibrillator look behind C for crime I think that's, that's wonderful those are the kind of villages that I want to live in though I think it's rather quirky that you've got you know the mobile library or you've got you know a uh, I can't remember which, which village it is, but the, the phone box has been taken over. Yeah, it, it, I, th- I think pe- people are taking ownership over their community assets. Um, but I, I know that when you have um, mobile banks, mobile post offices, mobile libraries, yeah. communities don't exist in isolation. They need to connect to other places. And these are ways in which people can, in a world where services for working age people are increasingly being delivered to people's doors, things like Amazon Prime and the sorts of things people get delivered, um, supermarket orders. This is a world that's becoming much, much more about delivering services on the doorstep and the council's got to keep up with that expectation. So it comes back though to that, that key question though, as much as you know, I love this idea, what is not to like about this idea? And I'm sure you've got cross-party support for this idea. I hope we have. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure people will get behind this. However, you know, at a time when the council is, is going through a very difficult period with its budgets and it's got to cut and there are vital frontline services that have got to be preserved, can we really maintain a service which is only going out to 7,500 people? I think you have to look at the numbers quite closely, and we have done that. The mobile libraries cost on a per-visit basis more than a visitor to a bricks-and-mortar library, but per book, they're actually cheaper. Um, so, so many people borrow so many books that it's a cheaper way of letting people borrow books than going to bricks-and-mortar libraries. If we're saying we want to save money by getting fewer people to access libraries, that's a shocking thing that's a much worse indictment on our society than anything I could 
can imagine. But if we're saying it's about cost effective services, the mobile library is cost effective. The budget, the planned cuts are only £200,000. We put a fully costed budget proposal to council earlier this year, which was obviously defeated by the, the administration. Um, but we think it's a small amount of money to stave off a lot of loneliness. And bear in mind, the council is spending millions looking for new ways to solve loneliness, which I absolutely implore. But to cut an existing way of solving loneliness without even understanding its importance and its impact, I think is ridiculous. All right, then. I'll put you on the spot now. The one book that you're going to donate to this library... <laughs> let's, try, let's do this on the text this morning. Everyone, t- if you, only one book. You're only allowed to That's donate it. one book. It's okay? a symbolic act. So one, your favourite top book. Yeah. Would be? Uh, well, as I've asked authors from around Norfolk to donate their books, I'd have to say my book, which is... What... <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear well, you shameless. I know, I know. Fourth to first, how to win an election in six months. <laughs> I bet that'll be so popular. Other books on elections are available. (laughs) Stefan, great to see you as always. Thank you. Thanks so much. What was it called again? Fourth to First. Fourth to First. It's about mine and Freya's campaign in Melton Constable, which was um, eye-opening and quite fun. (laughs) How to win an election. Definitely stand for local election. It's really fun. (laughs) Okay, all right then. That's the first one in my fictional mobile library this morning. Pitch in with your books, please. 81333, start your message with the word Norfolk. Stefan, great to see you. Thank you. Thanks.